What's up, everybody? Episode number 77, Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. This week, we're talking with MLF Pro, Chad Grigsby out of Maple Grove, Minnesota. He's been fishing the FLW Tour since 2002. Also had a stint in the Bassmaster Elite Series. Some good stories, some good fishing nuggets here. I think you're going to enjoy this one. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday night. Another hella bass live on a Wednesday night. To get things rolling here, it's me solo, but we will have a guest tonight. Chad Grigsby, uh, Maple Grove, Minnesota, MLF Touring Pro. Uh, will be joining us in a little bit. He's just got another obligation wrapping up. He's doing another webinar uh, with St. Croix Rods, and he'll be joining us. But until then, we'll be running solo for the next 10 minutes or so uh who's in the chat let me know uh love to hear how the sound and audio is tonight i'm guessing it's good because it usually is but uh always got to check that i might have some goodies to open a little bit before chad gets here otherwise uh hopefully everybody's got their fantasy fishing lineups in uh it was a short turnaround this week from champlain to st lawrence uh what's up doug yeah, I'm ready to go fishing. Maybe Sunday. I was out this past Sunday. What's up, Vanessa? Uh, thanks, Lauren. Everybody says it's sounding good, mostly on the old Facebook. Hopefully it's sounding good on YouTube as well. So if you're on YouTube, let me know. Leave a comment. What's everybody been doing? Anybody been out fishing? Everybody got their fancy lineups in. Did you? Because they start tomorrow on the St. Lawrence River, the final event of the season. There we go. There's Darius. There we go. When's the next contest? What kind of contest are we talking about, Doug? Like a giveaway? Here? Or, or my contest, like a tournament? You're going to have to be more specific, Doug. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, this is going to be, uh, I think, hopefully it's uneventful because uh, I think most of us would like to see uh, Seth Fighter bring home the uh, AOI uh, and get out to a good start tomorrow. Uh, so, I mean, I think he's just, I mean, finishes anywhere near the 50 or the top half for the 50 cut. He's pretty much got wrapped up. But, uh, you know, his worst finish this year, I think, is a 29th. So, I think he would, uh, you know, a top 30, top 10, top 30 would... Uh, cinch this baby up in fashion so i think that'll uh, that'll be good thank you jim from indiana bald eagle tournament how'd that go did you win um my next tournament doug uh is like 23rd and 24th of july on uh, green lake and spicer it's the two-day uh tbf tournament of champions toc so i'll be fishing that 
uh, coming up. And then the week after, then I got a week off. And then the next week is the state tournament out of Wabasha for Bass Nation. And then I get one day to practice and I'll be heading out to Coronas uh, to fish a TBF team trail out there. So busy next two, three weeks. So streams will be spotty. Uh, I don't think we'll be streaming Wednesday night next week. I think I'll be leaving to go practice Green Lake. So unless my kids' sports schedule is really open and I stream on a Tuesday night or something, probably no stream next week. Should be a stream after the week. And then the week of like the first week of August, there will not be a stream unless we do some kind of like maybe <clears throat> like on a Tuesday night. Maybe we'll do like an impromptu like just like hang out in the house with all my teammates in the club. Uh, and just hang out like a real life of Twin City Bass, hanging out at the river on a Tuesday night, having a few cocktails and just yucking it up. So maybe that might be kind of fun. Darius, you're always fishing, buddy. That's awesome. Uh, Lauren looks like he got out. Fish Minnesota West Rush. Nine fish over five pounds and two over six. Sounds like they were snapping. Nice. What's up, Jack? Yep, visor gang is strong. I do. Got, I got to make a new visor. I got another hat lined up because this black hat is getting a little hot, and I got kind of a light gray camel one that I'm about ready to make into a hat. Um, and I just ordered a BTL hat um, through the BassZone.com. So if you guys watch Bass Talk Live, this week they have the merch store open, and basically all the profits from that merch if you like Bass Talk Live, support Matt Pangrak fishing the open. So basically any profits go right into his opens budget. So I got a, I think an AFCO sun hoodie and a hat that will now be the very first custom BTL visor, I'm pretty sure. So watch for that on my social media. Probably post that on Instagram or something. Probably see it on a future live stream. Uh, what's up, Tim? What's up, David? I think I got a package in the mail today and I'm kind of anxious to open it up from wisconsin any guesses on what came from the middle of wisconsin that i would use and i would have ordered anybody got any good guesses i'm gonna get our trusty arsenal scissors before we forget thanks to the guys at arsenal uh, for supporting the stream supporting the channel Remember, this doesn't happen without them, or at least that is not up to high quality and, and the consistency and all that stuff. So uh, if you need some braid scissors, you need a wacky tool, uh, a nice hoodie like this one. I could even help you make custom visor. Check out arsenalfishing.com, and you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15%. So, And then you're supporting them, and you're supporting me, and everybody wins. So... Uh, see uh not hair jigs i don't think i didn't order hair jigs there could be hair jigs there. i do have some hair jigs uh chatter chickens good guess because omnia did have a good sale 20 percent. i think they're still running off z-man customs 20 percent um if you let me know in the chat if you not 20 percent off on z-man sorry not customs jackhammers i'll put a link in the chat that will bring you right to 20 percent off z-man jackhammers let me know uh yes they are legit um but doug you're right this is super k there is some jigs in here some swim jigs chad nod your head if you want to watch me open super jigs all right he's here he snuck in what's up chad what's up buddy 
Nice. We were just we thought we were gonna kill some time. I got some swim jigs hand tied from Wisconsin here that I was about to open up. And uh, so we're just gonna do that. Since we already teased it. So got my my battle braid scissors. I keep one here just oh, for like yeah, opening. Those, open. those are good. Those are good for cutting braid too. Yeah. What's what's your favorite scissors? The covert, the the battle braid, the the micro snips, like. Uh, the micro snips are pretty good. Mm -hmm. They're all good because yeah. I like I like I like to be able to cut braid without having to get it tight and then cut it. You can yep. just go and it cuts it. I like to have one of each in the boat because I can never find one. Ones oh, I've always got, like floating around in a bag or in a compartment, so I have to have like three or four. I've I've got two right on my right on my deck. It's they're so good. My again. my bass cat's a little older. It doesn't have all the fancy tool holders in it. It's a little bit of a late model, so my tools tend to be inside the containers. <clears throat> yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. All right. Oh, look. Oh, oh. Swim jig down. All right. Let's see. So there's some things I ordered, some things I didn't order. So here's what I did order. I got me. So I got the state tournament coming up on Ottawa. So I needed some supplies so i got some i got a handful of these quarter ounce river gill swim jigs i'll open these up so you can see them because i figure the water's low although we got some rain today here i figure the water is going to be close uh, uh, clear so i'm thinking some natural swim jigs might be in order so i went with this river gill which is kind of a little green pumpkin with a little black and blue little shimmer can be a shad can be a bluegill i'll but, take a couple of those yeah you think that'll get bit yeah, I could. You could send me a couple. That'd be alright. Well, if I have any left over uh, after the tournament, we'll talk about it. So, big nice hook in these. Got the the nice hook keeper in them, hand tied. So, um, and uh, if you guys are interested in these Super K jigs, there is a uh, a link down below and a code. I think Hellabass fifteen is the code. If you any of these like trip your trigger here, and then I ordered. This color called Goldilocks, which is kind of a custom color. Um, are you buddies with Matt Steffen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he did a video a little while back about his favorite colors. And this is his favorite smallmouth color, which is a chartreuse in white, but with just a few strands of gold in it. And he calls it Goldilocks. So the nice thing about Super K is they have a ton of great colors, but they will make you anything you want. So I was like, well, if Matt, knows what he's talking about. I'll take his idea and just have them tie me up those. There you go. He says they're amazing for bluegill or uh, smallmouth and spots. So I'm guessing uh, I would bet Matt's going to be throwing this at the championship in a month or so. If I was guessing. So that's what I did order. And then I got... They yeah, sent me a whole bunch blood. of... What's that? No, it's, it, I've got Wi-Fi here, but you're freezing every once in a while. It's like mm -hmm. trying to you're trying to finish your sentence and you're go. Okay, I wonder if the <laughs> let me know in the chat if it's uh if it's both of us or just me or just Chad because I guess that Chad is a little bit. I'm up in the Great North Woods of Wisconsin, so it may be me. Were you up in Hayward? Is that where you're at? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
And then they sent me a color called Intimidator that I didn't order. That's kind of spicy. It's like black and blue on the top with some white on the bottom and a little bit of pink. What's your thoughts on that one, Chad? I don't think I'd ever throw that, but you never know. It's not something I would normally order, but I can see why it could be good. Well, you never know. That's the cool thing about bass fishing. There are no rules. You can throw any color you want, and you're probably going to get bit on something eventually. Yeah, river I just fish like are to weird. stick with the natural stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, when you get that muddy water in the river, sometimes some quirky stuff gets bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said there's no rules in bass fishing. Yeah, absolutely. There's so a handbook, got... and that handbook usually goes out the window. And the fish don't read the handbook all the time. That's the problem. You know, this is what they're supposed to do, and it doesn't happen. So then you pull out one of those, and you start catching them. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds like it's mostly you, which is probably related to your Wisconsin internet. We'll just have to make sure we uh, pause yeah, for a second so we don't talk over each other. Am I supposed to look like you are like? No, I'm just trying to read the chat a little bit. <clears throat> uh, catching up here. Somebody says they want to know where they get 20% off on jackhammers. I will put the link to Omnia in their sale here in just a second. So, Chad, what are you doing up in Wisconsin? While yeah, I get I'd this like to know that too. Those are pretty good, pretty good baits. What, what are you doing in Wisconsin? What's what's going on? Uh, we're just uh, we have a cabin up here. We're just uh, families up here hanging out for the week before uh next tournament start so uh just having a good time hanging out cooking some dinner tonight grilling no we uh it's it's it rained up most of the afternoon so uh my wife cooked uh baked ziti not bad all right Back hammers 20% off. Follow this link <clears throat> at Omnia Fishing. They're already discounted. You don't need a code, but if you use that link, then they know it came from me. Um <clears throat> so how long is it before your next tournament? Well, we actually have a champs tour event uh on Tuesday. So I head home Friday morning. I got to do a event, a high school event on uh, Waconia. Having a big high school event there. I got to do some uh, PR stuff for FVP. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I'll, I'll practice a few days, which is kind of hard to practice on Minnetonka on the weekend. But I'll get out there at 4.30 in the morning and probably get off the water at noon. And... Uh, we start on Tuesday and then I leave on Friday for St. Lawrence River. Nice. For the MLF. So Tonka Champions Tour and then the last regular season event out in the St. Lawrence uh, out of Messina. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Nice. Um, so no, you're not making a trip. Isn't ICAST right in there? So you're not making. If you hear trip? me, that's correct. I can't. I, I just don't have to. I, I normally go and last year, obviously, we couldn't go, but. Uh, this year I just, it's, I mean, it would be too much after, you know, I'd have to leave like Tuesday night or, you know, whatever, and then get back on Friday. It's just, and my sponsors understand. 
obligations are, you know, they want me out fishing versus sitting in a convention center. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I feel like ICAST is a big thing, but I feel like maybe it's becoming a little bit less of a thing. And then after they did it virtual one year, I feel like it might yeah. be we not. We don't really need to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, we had a record year last year, and there wasn't an iCast. Hmm. <laughs> I think they can see the writing on the wall, huh? Yeah. Um, so I guess, I don't know if people are not familiar with uh, Chad Grigsby, but I was looking up some of your stats today. I know you'd been around for a while, uh, but I didn't realize you've been uh, basically an FLW slash MFL, eh, MLF pro since 2002? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so... 2003 was my first full year. I fished uh, three events in 02. Mm-hmm. 03 was like my first full-time year and been going ever since. Yeah. Originally from Michigan. Yep. That's right. correct. And then what year did you move to Maple Grove, Minnesota? Uh, in the fall of 04. Okay. I didn't realize it was that early. I didn't realize it was that long ago. <clears throat> uh, I didn't either until I looked it up. And I'm like, man, I've been living here for six, 17 years. Maybe it just took FLW a, a while to change your like location. And it looked like <laughs> yeah. you were from Michigan longer. Yeah. Well, I lived there all my life. so. <clears throat> uh, and I guess like, so you made five FLW cups in that time. Yep. One second place uh, to Cochran, right? On uh, yeah, Hamilton. I can't believe he beat me. He actually, like, I was looking at the weights. That's back when they actually reset, right, each day. So, like, they zeroed out, right? Yeah, it was a it was a bracket format. It was kind of like, oh, okay, it was that like, one, sure. You, you fished against this guy. And then if you beat him, you moved on. If you beat this guy, you moved on. And, and that's just how it was. I mean, same for everybody. Yeah. And I made it through the brackets. And the, the last tournament, or the last day of the tournament was the final 12. Yeah. And then it was yeah. just zero weights. Top 10. Everyone top 10. fishes for half a million dollars. And, he and had my like, check just happened to be $450,000 less than George Cochran's. Yeah. Uh, and like, I think he had like nine pounds and you had like six pounds. I mean, like it was stingy. Like, yeah, it, no, no, it was tight. Yeah. It, actually he broke, he broke the uh, double digit. I think he had like 11 something. Okay. And I had eight or something like that. Sure. Not, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot, and it it wasn't a lot the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, sure there was a couple bad. bag six, and, and Bobby Lane were against each other, and they had the two biggest stringers of the tournament, and one of them had to get knocked out. So Larry ended up moving on, and Bobby got kicked out, and they both had the. They would have been first and second in a normal tournament. Yeah, I was just about to say. I'm sure there was a couple of bad beats in that tournament. Oh, That's yeah. one of them. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. And then you got two wins, right? 2011 Kentucky Lake, 2018 Lake St. Clair. Yep. Um, I guess the people that are in kind of the live era of watching fishing might remember the 2008. Like, it's like that was a pretty memorable tournament. Like that was a a smallmouth beatdown. I mean, like yes. I don't remember that you had – I mean, what was the total weight? I didn't look it up. Uh, I had 97 97- – 10 or something just short yeah. of 100 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Off, almost a five pound average for the for the whole tournament i have it to was, imagine that's a smallmouth record for flw it, it is it's yeah. a smallmouth record for a four fish or a four day tournament uh and it still stands now but 
and I, and I actually, the last day I lost a six and a half right at the boat. Just, it just came off. I mean, I wore it out and fought it for four or five minutes. It came off. And I, I, I'm actually more mad about that than lots of fish that I lost. I had a four eleven in the boat and I couldn't get rid of it. And I had a six pounder right next to the boat and I would have been real close to breaking hundred pound mark. But it, it obviously it didn't matter. It was still fun, but that you just fight a fish that long and then you lose it right at the boat. Just whatever, just kind of made it lunge and came off. And uh, it would have got rid of a 411. And I was a little upset that I weighed in a 411 the last day. Then you <laughs> it's had a good problem 90, to have. 99.15, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. Uh, we do know that his connection is not perfect, but uh, he's in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. So we're just going to roll with it. I think it's probably good enough that we can, uh, I don't think it's terrible. It's just not perfect. So, um, Jim says I was on a spy bait. It was, I, I mixed it up. Uh, every day it changed, caught them on a tube the first morning and then caught two or three on a spy bait. Second day I caught them on a, a spy bait and a hair jig, caught two of my biggest ones on a hair jig. And then the final day, I did catch them all in spy bait, all the big ones. I, I had to limit it in 20 minutes. And then by the dual real spy bait. Nice. So is like Lake St. Clair uh, kind of home waters for you or a place you fish quite a bit? or It is. Uh, where I grew up, it's, it's still two hours from where I grew up. But all the big events, all the big, you know, give a boat away, you know, this type of stuff. We're on St. Clair. So I've fished it a bunch, but it, it's one of those deals. It changes every year. And I hadn't fished it for, you know, six or seven years, but I still know the areas. And I just, I ended up finding them on, uh, you know, on the South side. I know the South shore when it's on, it's, it's hard to, hard to beat. And the funny thing about that is uh, in that tournament, if you didn't have, if you had 19 pounds, you were in 17th or 70th place. I think 20. So that's pretty good fishery. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that's awesome. Yeah, I kind of got the uh the 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 wolf pack smallie hoodie. There on, you go. I feel like it's you know with with BPT last week and uh, the New York swing for the elites and you guys heading out there. I feel like that's just, it's the right vibe. It's the right vibe for this stream. Oh so. yeah. Arsenal's got it going on. Don't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just the other thing I noticed is that you actually have a, a, a million dollars in career earnings with uh, FLW. Yeah. It took a while, but I got there. <laughs> and I got, that's, I mean, you always hear like on like the lives, right. And bass and FLW, they usually kind of celebrate and kind of really, you know, that's a, that's a plateau that, it's kind of a milestone for most professional anglers. For sure. I mean, it's hard to get to. And but luckily I'm fortunate enough to stick around long enough to, to get there. And I mean, two wins doesn't sound like a lot, but man, it's really hard to win against all these guys. And a lot of stuff has to go your way. And I'm just fortunate enough to the Kentucky Lake one, it, it kind of worked out my way. I really wasn't on a whole lot, but I just scrapped it out and made the cut and then made the next round. And then, the last day, the same place I caught fish, you know, three previous days, I go there after a big storm and they were just feeding. I mean, I had 
whatever, 24 pounds or whatever in like 30 minutes. Hmm. And it's just one of those things. That, and every everybody else's fish really didn't bite very well, which, I mean, it is. I was just in the right place at the right time, but I I did find the right place. So, you know, I'm not downplaying it at all, but it's it stuff has to go your way. Yeah. That kind of goes to like when they say when it's your time, your time, like you, <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't avoid it. Yeah. Um, uh, JP wants to know are, on your spy bait, are you kind of a straight braid, straight fluoro, braid to fluoro? What's your go? What's your, I do, uh, I do 10 pound uh, braid to eight pound uh, cigar uh, fluorocarbon. And I do a real long leader and I, mm-hmm. you try to make as long a cast as you can. And then actually at St. Clair, I was, I was fishing in, 18, 19 feet of water and you could see the bait on the graph and it would be the bait ended at about 10 feet. So I would get just below that just to, you know, be one of those stragglers and the the Mm -hmm. smallmouth would come up and get it. So I would count it down to 10 or 12, get it down below that and just barely wind it. And it, you know, when that thing shimmies through the water real slow, they would, you know, they're coming up off the bottom, but you know, St. Clair, you can see, you know, if it's gin clear or if it's uh, slick calm, you can see in 15 or 16 feet, you can see bottom. So there's no problem with them seeing it. You just had to get below that bait line. I think if you reeled it through that bait, I don't know if they would have seen it very well, but they were just looking for stragglers. You know, that's how it is. Yeah. And and I think you, you would pick up the spy bait when it slicked off, right? Yeah, that's right. That is correct. I'd catch them on a tube and it's rough. And then I'd catch them uh, w- once it would slick off usually every afternoon it would slick off and I would call everything that I had in my box on a spy bait. Hmm. And when you say a really, what's a long leader for you? What are you, are we talking 10 feet? Are we talking 20 feet? Uh, 15, 10, 15. Okay. It's in my, you know, I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a seven, six St. Croix medium light extra fast. So it's super, a lot of guys complain about losing fish on a spy bait. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they have a, too stiff of a rod because smallmouth come up and jump and you know so if you have a really soft tip and you can kind of control them if you know they're coming up just kind of let off a little bit and let them go back down if you keep horsing them they'll jump but if you sense that they're coming up you just kind of give them a little bit keep it tight but just give them a little bit they'll go they'll start to come up to the surface and then they go oh wait and then they decide to dive back down so a lot of my fish would jump on the first jump. And then after that, I could, you know, I could kind of tell them what to do. They would start to come up and I'd just ease off them a little bit. And that big soft tip would just, they, they would come up and then they'd just go back down bulldog. They wouldn't jump and do their skyrocket stuff with, you know, to throw the bait. And then sure. you just wear them out. Nice. And I think you said it was a duo, right? Which, which one? Yep. yep. Duo Realis. Yep. The 80. Yeah, I was gonna say there wasn't 16 different duos <laughs> no. back then. No, there wasn't. There wasn't the alpha and there wasn't the 90, there wasn't the hundred. It was they had a 90 and they had an 80, but I threw the, the smaller one. They were they're eating uh alewives and perch, but what I was over was the school alewives. Nice. Um so you said this coming week champ tour. So the for the people who don't know the if you're not from Minnesota, Minnesota has a the, the classic bass champions tour, which is a every fish counts local tour fish for was it 12 grand now uh, per yep. event. Yeah. Um, 
So what are your thoughts on Tonka? Have you fished it a lot being from around here? Is it not very uh, often? I haven't a whole bunch. I've taken guys out when I have a Mountain Dew, you know, event. I'll have to go out there. And if I have, you know, whatever sponsor wants to go out there, because I, I don't fish a lot of local stuff. So I have, I'm not one of the Tonka rats or whatever they call them. I mean, but I did spend a quite a bit of time last week out there. Just, I think it's a lot easier to find schools of fish versus big fish. Cause in a normal tournament, you're looking for five fish and then you, you might catch five or six that are two pounds and you're like, ah, there's no big ones here. So you leave. I'm looking cause it's a numbers game. So I'm looking for schools of two pounders or two and a half or, you know, whatever, the more you catch the, you know, the leaderboard just clicking up. So I've been concentrating on, finding schools of bluegill and grass lines and stuff. And then when I find that, and it may be on a turn or it may be on just a nice grass edge. And I've got, even before I came up here, I've probably got five or six schools located, which I don't think they're going anywhere. You never know, but I'm going to go back and check this weekend, but I've got quite a few schools located that are two and a half, three pounders that most guys would just, you know, snub their nose at. But in this format, if you can catch three, two and a half to three pounders, you make 10 casts and you catch nine, it's pretty good. And that's the stuff that I found. So we'll see. Yeah, there's definitely some endless, I mean, in the past, there's been some endless schools of two pounders that you can catch flipping in the milfoil. So if you could get on one of those where you could literally just hammer out 32 pounders, that could be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's, there's a lot of fish in Minnetonka and it's fun to fish because you always are catching something. So it'll, it'll be a good event. I think uh, you'll probably need 70 or 80 bass, you know, to win. Not pounds because they're, you know, you're going to double that. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, uh, it's, this lake's never been fished that way. And, uh, exactly. it, it'll be interesting to see how it shows out for sure. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's kind of cool that format and you just, you catch them, you let them go, you catch them and you let them go and they all add up. I think it'll be pretty big weights because it, it is a really good fishery. It's got good grass and the bluegill right now are, they're, they're not everywhere, but there's a lot of them, a lot of bait. And they've spawned so long ago, they're getting that summertime. They're healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. In these every fish count tournaments, when you're on like a weed line school, have you noticed like does letting the fish go after you weigh them tend to make the school quit? Or what What have you seen? Uh, it does that with smallmouth. With largemouth, I, you know, you try to let them go on the other side and make a quick cast out there. But I, out there, I haven't seen it because... I've spent a couple of days out there before I came up here and, and I caught, you know, one spot, I caught nine in a row. So I'm letting them go. Obviously mm-hmm. I'm not putting them in the live well. And I think they're just like almost, they're just feeding so much that it doesn't even bother them. Now I also have been on smallmouth schools like that. And if you lose one or if you let one go, it's over. Like, yeah, I think the smallmouth tattle a lot more than the large mouth. It'd be interesting though. The other thing is like, you know, weighing them <laughs> is that killing time when you're like, you keep them tired <laughs> yeah. up, right? that's probably the biggest oh, thing. Yeah. You're like, God, I want to get, keep them like, yeah, yeah. like if you're flipping, like when it's going, you want to be like, 
I want to go again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minotaur. I would like to just hold it up and go, that that's a two five. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, it's and then he weigh it and it's two five. And I <laughs> I was actually at the Potomac and I was catching super fast uh, a couple weeks ago in an MLF event. Mm-hmm. And I was getting ready to I was calling like two sixes and two eights and whatever. And my marshal was in the boat and I held it up. I go, that's a two seven. And he's like, I don't know. It might be bigger than your two nine that you have. In lo- and I held it up. It's two seven. I'm like, he goes, man, how long you been doing this? Go long enough to know a two seven from a two nine. Yeah. Um, gets a little tricky up north. Sometimes they get really weird shaped and deep and like they'll fool you. But um, Minnetonka, I want to say is like 13 or 14,000 acres. Does that sound yeah, right? I don't. I, I don't even it's, know. It's a. It's big. It's a series of connected. It's not. It's big, but it's not big, right? Like compared to like lakes that they fish on tour, it's tiny. But it's a series of connected lakes with channels, and it fishes enormous. Like there's almost no dead water. There's almost, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can almost catch a bass almost anywhere. It seems like. Sure. And it's a series of little lakes, basically. That's why it's not overwhelming. Some people go to a big body of water and be like, where do I start? Well, this one, there's only one big area and all the rest are little canals that go to little lakes. Mm -hmm. So it's not as overwhelming as going to a big reservoir where you're like, where do I even start? It's kind of, it's easy for the novice guy to just go fish and just, he may put in at say Maxwell Bay and just idle out to a grass line and just start fishing and you catch them. You know, they're like you said, there's no dead water. You can catch them all over the lake. Now, finding the bigger ones, what most tournaments are, you know, the five best ones, you may not win it in that little bay, but you can still take someone out, take a kid out, take whatever, and just catch fish. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an easy lake to go catch fish on. It's not an easy lake to compete in tournaments on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. That's what I have next week. <laughs> um. How do you guys attack lakes here in Minnesota when they kill off the weeds? Um, well, from my perspective, typically it's very rare that a whole lake loses its weeds, right? They typically will be a shoreline here, or a pocket here, based on what homeowners get permits and what they do. So typically, you, I, I mean, if if they if a place has recently sprayed, probably avoid that area and just go to an area where there is good because you can usually find some good grass somewhere. That's right, and when you do. Usually 90% of the fish are in that area. <laughs> they just love grass and that's their, you know, bass are a predator and they ambush their prey. Well, if there's nothing to ambush their prey, they have nothing, you know, so they'll, they will find the grass. They'll find where they need to ambush prey. And if you, the whole lake may be dead, but there's a, there's a 20 yard strip of, of, coontail or grass or you know whatever kind it is there'll be a lot of fish in it there'll be a lot of bass in it put it that way yeah absolutely uh ways has said he's rolling through minnesota here in a little bit first week of august um i would say if you're coming through on a weekend i wouldn't go to tonka you may not find it a uh (laughs) a a pleasurable experience unless you want to go jet skiing Um, or tubing or you know so I would say either, I mean, if you're going during the week, Minnetonka's fine. Uh, a bay to drop into that would be just a good place to start. 
Um, probably Maxwell. That end is a good spot. Maxwell or North Arm is a good spot to drop in. Um, but otherwise, honestly, there are about a hundred lakes <laughs> that I would pick to fish for fun over Tonka. Uh, that you're probably going to drive. You're by. Legal. You would be surprised. You would have a hard time finding a lake that's not good uh, around here. Honestly, yeah. This time um, of year, especially. If you as want, as long as they didn't kill all the grass. Yeah, which. So there's a ton of small lakes that if you're just swinging through for a day are a lot less intimidating. Uh, that could be a lot of fun. But if you want to say you went to Tonka and put it on your bucket list, then, you know, that's awesome too. Um, it's a great fishery. There's no doubt oh, about it is, that. For sure. But, but it can be. The problem is the jet skis and the pleasure boaters and the, you know, everything. Wakeboarders. And now, now we have the surfers that surf behind these great big giant boats that give off 10 foot waves. Those are fun. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I really feel like on some of our smaller lakes that I think there's got to be a breaking point where they're going to start putting ordinances against those like giants. I, I think the same thing because they're all about the shoreline and all this stuff. And they're making these boats that are putting off a four foot wake on purpose, you know, and, and it's got to it's got to hurt the shoreline. I mean, it has to. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta see. I gotta think like on lakes less than a thousand acres or whatever, sure. like uh, where you can't literally get out. Like we have so many lakes where like you can't be two hundred yards from shore before you're right. two hundred yards before from, you're the next from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Punch Fishing wants to know. He's seen your boat rolling around over in northern Wisconsin. He wants to know a couple favorites that you're so like not your super sneaky favorites, but like the favorites you talk about. Uh, in northern Wisconsin, yeah. I, honestly, when I come up here, we're we're on Lake Couturier, and I keep the boat here. It's five thousand acres. It's got plenty of everything: largemouths, smallmouth. Took the girls out uh, bluegill fishing, perch fishing. I honestly don't fish that much. When I come up here, I keep the boat on the water, or it's on the trailer. Now we had storms today, so I, I it's in the driveway, but. I fish Couturier and it's just one of those lakes that you can go out and you can catch big, large mouth, big, small mouth. You can go bluegill fishing, you can go crappie fishing, you can go, you know, perch fishing. I, I really don't have that any other lakes because we're here and it's convenient. Mm-hmm. And, and there's still areas on this lake that I haven't even fished yet. So it's just a, it's a really good lake and not, <laughs> I shouldn't be advertising this because there's really not that many fishermen that, I mean, there, there are, I'm not saying there's not, but I don't want to advertise it. Like come up here and everybody put your boat in at Lake Couturier. But I hear there's a lot of good lakes, you know, real close. Grindstone's really good for, for smallmouth. That's connected to our lake. Uh, Stone Lake is really good for smallmouth. And I think for largemouth too, but I've never fished them. Hmm. Nice. <clears throat> Yeah, I think Punch has got a, a seasonal camper spot up there in the area. So okay. Mm-hmm. So, have you been to the St. Lawrence before? Yeah, yeah. I fished the elites up there a few years ago. Sucked. Uh, I was catching them on a spy bait, and it blew every day. And 
then Van Dam ended up winning on a spy bait. So it was kind of one of those deals. I had kind of <laughs> forgotten. How many seasons did you fish the elites? I fished it two years. So, so you fished double both tours for two years? Uh, no, I just fished oh, the elites. Oh, okay, so you just, went, and then I went back to, sure. to FLW, and then it became MLF. So, so the first year back was 18. That's the year I won St. Clair. Okay, sure. All right. Nice. <clears throat> so uh, are you, do you fish? So did you qual? did you go through the opens back then? I did. I did. I, 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 uh, may, I qualified through the Southern opens. Hmm. Nice. I'm supposed to be from the South. I just live in the North. You've always done pretty decent. I feel like down in Florida and places. Yeah. Like- I, I like, I like Southern fishing and, and not that I don't like Northern fishing. It's the in-between stuff that I don't, I'm not great at. I like grass fishing and stuff like that. And smallmouth, and in between, you know, when you go to like Table Rock and you know places in Tennessee, and I do okay. It's just not my. I'd rather have grass around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> yeah, lots of guys. But some guys do horrible around grass, and the, the these deep clear lakes, these you know, like Table Rock, and you know, just for instance, places like that, they do really well, and not saying I can't catch them in those places. It's just, I'd rather not go there. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to. So I was going to talk about Circuit Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, do you people still ask you about circuit oh, breaker? Yeah, all the time. All the time. So we were trying <laughs> here you go. Just maybe my buddy JT. This was the Florida event when we're doing a podcast and they're filming it. <clears throat> yeah, so what was what was Circuit Breaker like? So oh guys, for the people that don't know, uh, this was season two of Circuit Breaker, which was something that FLW did for several years this was 2014 i think uh uh i can't think of his name i can see his face season one uh oh that was casey martin oh i wasn't thinking of okay yeah casey martin was season one you guys were season two um and then also there's been a few other guys on there i don't remember how many seasons they had um but it was kind of a behind-the-scenes look, right, of fishing the FLW Tour, and they had different people selected for each year. Yep. Um, so why, why did they pick you two clowns for season two? Uh, entertainment purposes, I guess. What, what the, I mean, you said, so people still, like, like 10 years later almost now, like, do people oh, like... Oh, for sure. All the time. Every show I go to or any fishing event, they're like, ah, that... that. See, when it was going on and they were releasing these each, you know, after each event, we got hate mail. We got bring Casey Martin back because he's so <laughs> like this, this, whatever. And we're kind of, you know, dicks. So they, they were like, uh, we want Casey back. But there's so many people that talk about it to me. Like, I love that, that you guys were the best. You're the best, whatever. So we're actually I'm doing a, basically kind of the same thing behind yeah. the scenes. I'll show you guys on my YouTube channel, uh, Chad Grigsby fishing. We're doing, uh, kind of, uh, the same thing. What, what it entails to be a professional angler, 
you know, going to sponsor stuff and the travel part of it and not just the tournament, not what you see on the TV show, but what you don't see kind of like what circuit breaker did. And uh, yeah, it's called the tour life and it's kind of a fun little deal where obviously we've been, I started a little bit of it last year and then this year we're doing it full all full on. And uh, Eric Gaffron's filming for me. Good buddy of ours. He works for Arsenal. Him and Dan work together and Dan allows him to thank you, Dan, for uh, letting him go travel with me and stuff and getting some good, real good footage. The first first year I did it, it was just all self film mm-hmm. and we tried to put it together. And unfortunately, this year I've had a really horrible season. Just I'm like one fish away from doing good every tournament. And this, you know, it, it is what it is. It's it's one of those years. It's not very good, but it's still a, a look behind the scenes, what we're doing. Uh, what I'm doing, I should say, not what we're doing, what I'm doing and going to sponsors and and we toured the Vexus plant, which was a really big hit. I mean, we I think we got like 26,000 views on that. It was really interesting just to see how they put those boats together. And then we're going to do a few more with St. Croix and we're going to do one with Mercury and we're going to, you know, we've got all this other stuff lined up and it just kind of shows you what it takes to be a professional angler, not just going to the tournament, showing up, catching fish and going home. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's been pretty good stuff so far. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a nice mix of uh tournament and, and behind the scenes. And I think these the Potomac, the next one up. Uh, yep. Oh, you follow us the next one. Up. You follow on the Potomac. Yep. That's correct. What is Eric doing? I mean, what is he I, doing? Well, Come on, Eric. I haven't got him the, the material yet. I'm, I'm supposed to get it to him, but I've been up here all week. So he probably would have put it together this week, but I'm on vacation. I'm okay with throwing Eric under the bus. Let's just go with that. <laughs> He's an easy target. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for more content, uh, check out the tour life. Uh, if you're a real bass geek, then uh, go back into the archives of circuit yeah, breaker. Uh, I mean, day. I think whether it's Chad and uh, JT season, whether it's MDJ season, whether it's K- I mean, they're all, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. At least you'll stand up and take it in the chat, Gaff. We appreciate that. I have no one to blame but myself. Nice. Um, so you've been to the SLR. Are you going to be peeking at uh, Bass Live from the cabin at all to see what's going on, or do you want to like not let that distract you at all? I don't. See, like they were there, whatever, last week or a week and a half ago, whatever, and they're sight fishing. That's all going to change. And even when yeah. we get there, this... They're there this week, and then we're going to be there two weeks later. It's going to change. So I try not to – some guys will look at that and be like, oh, this is what I got to do, and then they get – I try to go to every tournament with an open mind. I got to figure out what they're doing this week, not what they did last week, not what they did the week before, not what they did two years ago when I was there, you know, whatever. Yeah. You got to figure out what they're doing now, right now. And maybe not even now, maybe tomorrow, you know. Because what you figured out yesterday and you go out fishing the next day, it may not be the same. So you have to keep an open mind and figure out what they want that day to be able to to do well. Yeah, for sure. I would think the only thing that might be interesting is if you could notice, hey, five of the top ten came in this two-mile section or something like that. And they're like, okay, like I'm going to definitely spend a day of practice 
in this stretch, <laughs> you know, that and they be- drag them all back to uh, their way in. So yeah. if there was five of them in the top 10, there's yeah. that many less fish to catch, but that place has got so many fish. So I guess. Oh I yeah. Just- That's what I mean. It, so it doesn't really matter. You just yeah. got to figure out what, what, how you're going to attack it. Not what these other guys are doing. And or I, if you could just figure out where the bass live release boat went every day, that would be a yeah, good Yeah, you answer. could do that. And they're small <laughs> so they'll bite again. Good Thank strategy. You. Thank you, Simon. Much appreciated. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I've been asking tons of questions, and I've seen a few viewer questions in. So if you guys got uh, questions, for sure, throw them in the chat. Um, we don't have any strict itinerary tonight by any means. So you've got, I mean, for the rest of your tournament season, you've kind of got, uh, uh, SLR and then a couple champ events. Is there anything else on the the docket or is that it? Not really. I've got some, uh, Mountain Dew obligations I got to do. We're doing a big giveaway through cup foods. Uh, you can sign up to, there's two things you can win a boat. And you can win a fishing trip with me, an all-day fishing trip. Which we're, I think we're going on Minnetonka during the week. We're not going on the weekend, but uh, that's with Mountain Dew and Cub Food. That's uh, kind of a fun little deal. So if you win the event, we'll pick out a date, what works for you guys, and, and uh, go on a fishing trip. You can go on a fishing trip with me. Or you can win a boat, which probably would be better than fishing with me, but. Can you sign up online? Or is that only in store? Uh, no, I think I put I posted it on my uh, all my social media. I think you can actually just text uh, whatever it is on the on the thing. You don't have to you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do it. They'll randomly pick a winner. Looks like Illinois and Minnesota only. Is that what it is? Oh, that's what I saw. Maybe that, I don't know. Yeah, I believe that. I don't think they're flying anyone in, so it's a twin city. These things. They have. They're. I'm in 160 Cub Foods around the Twin Cities. Nice. I didn't see your face when I was at Cub earlier today or last night. <clears throat> I must have missed it. Well, you got to look really hard. <laughs> okay. I, I did pick up some Diet Mountain Dew, so I'm, I should have been close. Oh, there you go. Um, well, cool. Tie me up. All right. Yeah. So if you're around the Twin Cities area, hit up Cub Foods or check out Chad's social media. Get signed up. I'm sure the more signups, the better it looks for everybody. Uh, and plus, Absolutely. you can win some cool stuff, and it costs you nothing. And uh, yeah, seems like a good deal. SLR is the abbreviation for St. Lawrence River. Mr. Bushman, also known as St. Lawrence Seaway, also known as Thousand Islands, also known as probably some other things. Big Fish Factory. Yeah, I assume you guys won't be fishing Canada either, right? Or is there any hope that it will be open by then? No. I don't think we even see it in the future. Not, not, Not to my knowledge. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. Um, I heard like an early interview with an elite pro. And they're like, well, maybe on July 5th. And I was like, I don't think oh. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> we're still, so, we're going to fish in July and 
I don't think they would just go, oh, July 13th or July 28th. It would be a month thing. It'd be like, you know, September 1st, you go in or, you know, October 1. Yeah. Or, or even if it was like, it's not something they're like, tomorrow we're going to open it. They're going to be like 30 days from now. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, tomorrow you can come to Canada. So FVP is your title sponsor. What what are they all about? Well, uh, actually, Blackfish is my title sponsor on my boat. Oh, okay, well, and, I don't know. FVP is FVP like a is big... my title sponsor for my truck. Yeah, okay. that's for my FVP is the title sponsor for my truck, and they they're uh, they're an automotive company, but they are getting into the marine batteries and outdoor battery stuff like ATVs and, you know, side-by-sides, mm-hmm. fishing boats. And I got the big uh, 31 series in my boat for the, for the batteries. They make those and they've made batteries since the 1970s, I believe for, for automotive stuff. And now they're starting to realize, well, they're based out of Minnesota. They're based out of Egan, Minnesota. And they're realizing that there's a big market for fishing and, all of us in Minnesota and Wisconsin and all around, you know, the the great Northwoods, everyone has a ATV or they have a boat or they have a RV, you know, so they're, they're getting in and they're supporting what we do. So we want to support them. Nice. So basically batteries for your boat, any of your outdoor yeah. gear, any of that's kind of their sweet spot. Yep. Yep. That's what, that's nice. what I'm promoting is their, uh, their Marine deep cycle batteries. And they're great. I mean, I've I've ran them for three years now, and the like. I honestly went two days. I forgot to plug in one day, and I ran them the whole next day, and they're still good. Like just like you plugged it in all night. They're great, great batteries. So so check them out. You can go to FVP Marine, and uh, they sell them in uh, Menards around our area. So everyone has Menards somewhere close to them. That's where they're at. Are they AGM or traditional? AGMs. Okay. Cool. Nice. And then Blackfish is a clothing. Yeah, they're a great company. company to work with. Yep. Blackfish. Uh, they have sun gear. They have rain gear. They have gloves. They have hats. They have T-shirts. They have buffs. They have all kinds of stuff. And and that's basically the Clam Corporation. And they started this company with do the rain gear stuff and now they've expanded to all this other stuff like gloves fishing gloves you know heavy gear gloves and they understand they're they're everyone in that company hunts fishes and is in the outdoors so they know what people need and they're just supplying what we need to the consumer at you know a good price sun shirts are a big thing you know uh they're just a great company to work for and they support what we do and they understand what we do and what we need. And, you know, they just, they do a great job of getting the product out there for us. And if, if you have their slogan is you can't, you can't control the weather. So you just, if you're going to go fishing, it's raining, grab the blackfish rain gear and put it on. You can go fishing all day and you stay dry. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. They've definitely grown, I don't know, exponentially, in five years, like, you know, as they, I mean, clams, right. Been around forever, but Blackfish as a brand is relatively young. Right. But they've really taken off uh, from what I can see. Yeah. Oh, very young. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's a reason because when you, when you put out a good product, uh, people recognize it and they buy it. And when they buy it, they tell their friends to buy it. And then that's how it grows. And it, it is a great product and check it out. And, and if you know, you go online, you can go to blackfishgear.com and you can buy their stuff there or you can go to any retailers, like whoever has it and, and try it on or whatever, if you don't believe it, but just go out and rainstorm, put that stuff on. You don't sweat in it. And if you do, your sweat goes through the pores. The rain doesn't come, come back in. So it's got the, the uh, technology where you, when you sweat, it comes out and you don't just drench yourself but the rain can't come back in. Nice. Darius it's wants to know event what technology it's, it's what the government uses actually. Nice. Darius wants to know they have a lightweight suit and I guess what's like, what's the lightweight suit called? They do have a lightweight suit. I don't know the exact name, uh, but they're actually coming out with, uh, it's coming out here next month, maybe at ICAST. It's a really lightweight suit, but one of the ones I use is a lightweight suit. It's not really insulated that much, but I put, you know, all their stuff under me. Uh, but they are coming out with a really light one at ICAST. I don't know. I don't even know if they've named it yet. Uh, and maybe they have. I don't know. I feel bad not knowing the name of it, but they are coming out with a new one that's super lightweight and uh, supposed to be. I haven't seen it yet we're gonna we're, we have a meeting so I'm sure they're gonna unveil it there hmm. i think i've heard of rathbun lake but i know nothing about it ways and i'm pretty sure chad doesn't either <laughs> i have not heard of that one it's very controversial question here better show day five or circuit breaker I do like me some day five. I like What's to watch. That's where typically, I mean, Oh, after the win. typically Kyle Wood goes out with the winner. Sometimes it's Jody or somebody else, but a lot of times it's yep. Kyle. Um, actually this past one, when yep. it was, I've been with him. Jocko, like that's one of the first times I remember where the pro outfished Kyle. That, I mean, Kyle's an animal on day five. Like that guy catches them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I think day five because it's still around. I guess that's the I answer. I would say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, day five. It has to be. Circuit Breaker died years ago. But our season was yeah, pretty good. Be... Yeah, they must just not have saw the return because, I mean, obviously it's not, you know, day five is a much well, less expensive not... endeavor to produce than well, Circuit Breaker. It's also not FLW anymore, and that's who ran it. When they sold the MLF, that kind of went away, and it was just one of those things. Yeah, but were they even doing it the like two years ago? Was there a circuit breaker? I feel like circuit no. breaker died before the acquisition, but it's 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 not cheap. That was it, was. it did it was good, but it was a big investment on FLW's um, behalf to put that on because you basically had uh, a couple crew people right like it was how many people followed you and jt around what was that crew what did it look like oh yeah yeah three three, three people. guys followed us around one film guy and then he always said yeah and that was his job and then he had to produce it and it was it was an investment it was 
Yeah. So you had at the time it wasn't fun to do. It wasn't fun at all because you know you had this guy following you around. You couldn't. You know you wanted to get your tackle done. You wanted to just oh no we got to go do this. We got to go do this. And, but then the final results was it. It, it was kind of cool when we when we got to it. Yeah, but I think so. You think about I me mean, like it was like six regular season events, right? Yeah. Give or take. Yep. So basically, six full weeks of a three-man crew on site taking content, and then oh, yeah. probably like a week ahead of time doing some of the backstory stuff and kind of like yep. right, like and then if you make yep. the championship, that's another week, right? Um, and then yep. Yep. those are pretty highly produced. I don't. I mean. I would guess each one of those had twenty to forty hours of editing into them, but for a single, you know, a person. So, like, it's oh yeah, for sure, a yeah. big budget operation. Yep. What's up, Sean? I'm guessing somebody else's live stream ended, and you finally showed up here, Sean. So that's good. Um, we know we've made it when Sean shows up for live. That means he's he's like a, a an f a. Uh, YouTube live kind of sewer. So when he shows up in your stream, it means you, you made something. So I'm on my way. Finally made it to the big leagues. So Sean, you'll have to roll over uh, to Chad Grigsby's channel and check out the tour life and leave a comment and let him know how he ranks in the, uh, yeah, the pain one of content. Cool. So are you doing uh, any other content on your channel besides the tour life or anything else you're focusing on? Like any other things coming up? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we're just kind of living the dream, you know, putting some stuff out for St. Croix and for FVP and just little stuff here and there. Mm -hmm. Nothing major. There's no Ike live tonight or anything. Everybody else must be on vacation. That's tonight. Uh, that's tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um... <laughs> nice. So, what? I mean, on on the on the the Saint Saint Lawrence. Like, what is your? I mean, obviously going with an open mind, but if you could catch them the way you wanted to catch them, like, are you like, want to catch them deep, uh, drifting? Do you like to find those shallow fish? Like what, what kind of like what, you know, wave your magic wand. Like what would your preferred way to be catching them uh, on the St. Lawrence? Uh, it'd be, uh, spy bait one hair jig tube and a shallow running crankbait. I'd like to find them on shallow flats. Sure. Just up feeding them big ones. that are super aggressive. Not where you got to do drift lines and, you know, stay on the contour and do a drop shot 30 feet. I would prefer to do shallow stuff. I mean, 8 you, to 10, stuff like that. Yeah, which is shallow there. Like, that's – like, that that can be sight sure. fishing oh, yeah. shallow there. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you exactly. might see, like, yeah. relatively calm conditions and high sun probably. I would love that. Yeah. That's my favorite way to fish. Sean wants to know, what do you know about a football jig rod coming out for St. Croix? Ooh, I don't know anything about it. Is there one no? coming out that I need to know about? Uh-oh. Exposed. 
Um, there might be one. They, they are coming out with uh, a bunch of another, like 10 or 12 victory series at yeah. ICAST. So, yeah, they're coming out with like 10 or 12 more at ICAST. So there may be a football jig rod in, involved in that. Yeah. this You just switched to Vex, Vexus this year. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So teaching wants to know what, what I've ever been in. Nice. And you came from Ranger before that? I started with Stratus and then Stratus got bought out by Ranger and then they switched, basically switched me to Ranger and Ranger's a good boat. And then they got bought out by Johnny Morris. And then it kind of, I'm not talking bad about anything, but it just wasn't going the right direction. And, and this Vexus opportunity came up and I know all the guys from the old Ranger days Mm -hmm. and they're running Vexus and they're building a boat that is, 10 times better than any boat I've ever been in. And if you want to go to a dealer and do a test drive, or if you want to come to my house, I'll give you a test drive. It's like, it's night and day. And I, I, it's just surprising to me that some of the features that they do that people have never thought of and they just implemented them. And it is just the ride, everything, even the, the power pole brackets, they mount right into the boat. Like who didn't think of that 10 years ago? Like there's no brackets coming off the, you know, off the motor and hanging down on the side. And they're just mounted. They just put plates on them and just put them on the boat. Like, why wouldn't you do that? No one ever thought of it. And the air ride seats and like, I'm not, and believe me, I wouldn't, pump them up that much if I wasn't that much of a believer. It's a it's the best boat I've ever been, by far. And so I ran a lot Eric, of Eric, you can put Chad's cell phone in the chat and people can just contact him directly for test Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take him for a ride. Uh, and, I mean, it's such a good riding boat that even Dan can drive it, so that tells you something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how well he can drive it, but he can drive it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, you must get asked about uncle Shaw all the time, right? Uh, I've been asked more than once, put it that way. <laughs> no, he, I'm, we're not related, but I do call him dad and he, he does call me son when I see him. Nice. And his big thing is, well, I call him my son when he does well, when he doesn't, I say, no, he's no relation. That's his. I have guy. no idea who that guy is. Yeah. I don't even know who he is. His wife stood next to me at ICAST. I was talking to some people, and there's this lady standing next to me, and and uh, I got done talking, and obviously I turned around, and she just said, I want to introduce myself. I'm Shaw's wife, and you would not believe how many times he gets asked how his son's doing. And he does have a son, but he doesn't fish. Yeah. And she said, they're referring to you, and I go, well, guess what? You wouldn't believe how many times I get asked how my dad's doing <laughs> she laughed so it's just one of those things that we just kind of roll with it and i every time i see him i'm like dad and he's like hey son we'll come up and shake hands and you know have a big time but you guys should just get some pictures in your wallet of each other just to, to oh yeah yeah here's look at my son here he is you should get like a little photoshop family portrait on the mantle just to <laughs> yeah. i just gotta grow one of those big mustaches that he's got it's glorious That'd be a good Halloween idea for you. 
Uh, what do you like, Ned Rig or Drop Shot better for Smallies? Uh, I would rather throw a Drop Shot. Yeah. I'll throw a Ned Rig just because they bite it, but uh. depends. If it's a heavy enough Ned, it's not so yeah, bad. But the really light Ned, I know, but of... you, usually the lighter ones work better. Yeah, and for sure. I just I'm not patient enough, but it go either way. But I'd rather throw a Drop Shot. You mentioned crankbaits earlier. What are some of your favorite? Smalley cranks. Uh, I'll throw like a DT six or a, even a square bill. I love throwing a, you know, one point five stuff like that. And we we actually had a champs tour on the on the Mississippi River, and I caught a ton of fish on a one point five just on mm-hmm. this shallow bar that came out. And then the next bar that I went to was a little deeper, so I threw a DT six. And then the next, you know, we we cut it off at lunchtime. Then you go to the other section of the river and I caught them in the grass and the holes in the grass on a DT six. And it was just like every other cast. Those are my two favorites. 1.5 and a DT six. Are you excited I'll throw about a DT4 D- a little bit? Are you excited about the DT eight that's coming out? No, not really. No. Hmm. It's basically the DT six. Not body saying I won't throw it. Uh-oh. Yeah. They got a pretty, pretty good thing going with the DT six. I like it. Yeah, it's basically a six that will dive closer to the ten. Same body as the six, so could be good. No, I love the DT six. I probably caught. I mean, I'm not a huge crankbait guy, but I probably caught five x bass on a DT six than any other crankbait I own. Sure. <clears throat> mm. Do you have any ideas for shore fishing Lake Michigan near Chicago? Pass <laughs> uh, <laughs> a tube as far as you can. Maybe with a St. Croix surf rod or something. Kind of jig it back. There you go. What What do you like to throw line size for those cranks? I usually throw 12. I'm pretty straight across the board. ain't deep. I might throw 10 on the square bill. But twelve is pretty standard for even even the one I won at Kentucky Lake, and I caught them on a D or on a six uh, XD, and I caught them on twelve, and that's just because of the it gets it down deeper. Mm-hmm. Floral, straight floral. Yeah. But with the big Saint Croix limber rod, you're not going to break twelve. I mean, unless there's a lot of muscles and and zebra muscles and stuff that they're getting in. 12 is pretty, I throw cigar and it's pretty sturdy with uh, the big bend of a St. Croix. It's not like you're setting the hook on a flipping stick or anything. Mm-hmm. Kind of leaning into them and, you know, they hook themselves. Assuming you're talking about seeing them on their sonar and dropping on them, assuming that you're close to 20 feet deep or more, I feel like when you start to get under 20, Unless you're on a lake where the fish are really dumb, <laughs> it doesn't work super great. Uh, back in the heyday, I dropped on smallies in eight to nine feet on Malax, and you could catch them. But they've been dropped on, and they've seen so much summer. <laughs> that doesn't work very much anymore. Um, but I don't, I don't know what. It seems pretty straightforward. I can't think of a tip necessarily other than just like really dropping right down your trolling motor to stay in that cone. Um, but any any thoughts? Well, that's. Well, that's why they have 
Garmin Live Scope. Yeah. Where you can look out Assuming you don't have Live Scope. <laughs> well, uh, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. I would say uh, when you're dropping on fish, I think you can go heavier than you think. Get down fast. That's yeah. a good tip. And, that's, like, and that is a good point because if you get right down before they get spooked off, they it may they lose attention to what's over the top of them. They're seeing what's right in front of them and they may bite it. Yeah. But, that's almost like a reaction, like a quarter yeah. ounce net, a half ounce drop shot, like boom, right, right down. It's right in front of you and they may bite it right away. But <laughs> the only way to go is just get a live scope, get a Garmin, shoot out in front of you, and then they're not scared. You can just throw out, you can see them out in front of you and just cast down. All right. Punch says he had some recent flipping fails in heavy cover and pads. What do you like for, what's the rod, line, hook, Straight shank, EWG, Snell, braid to floral, straight braid, blah, blah, blah. What's, what's, what's your rundown? Well, normally I would, I would throw, I throw a seven, six medium heavy. And I, I always throw a straight shank if I'm like throwing a beaver or something big, heavyweight. Straight braid. Uh, it depends. Uh, if the water's gin clear, I w I would rather throw like 20 pound or 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, fluoro but uh if it's got a little color to it and it's a reaction if you're throwing like a three-quarter ounce or bigger and it's every fish is on the drop you can get away with throwing braid because it's the reaction it's not you, you just got to make enough flips to get right in front of one where he's going to react to it versus flipping in like heavy milfoil and then having to yo-yo it four or five times to get one to come over to it then i would throw you know floral 20 uh i mean that's just what I what I would do, but if it's stingy and it's a reaction bite, I would throw braid, and you get them out of the grass better. Floral's harder to get them out of the grass because it doesn't cut it as well. But if you don't get the bite, you you're not. It doesn't matter. You're not going to get them out anyway. So fish whatever you can do to get the bite, and then worry about getting them in after you get the bite. And are you a like, snail knot guy on this straight chain? Yeah, I do. No. I'm not not always, but it's. If I'm going to throw a heavy weight like a one or an ounce and a half or something, I'll do a snell. But, uh, it, you know, the other thing is, it, you know, if you're flipping along and you're not getting any bites with braid, switch to, to fluoro and you got to, you got to figure it out. Like I said, there's no, there's no handbook here. You got to, you got to figure it out. So, and if you can't get them in with fluoro, try braid. And if it's a reaction bite, then, you might be able to get them in better with braid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's okay to hate, hate Ned Riggs. It is. It's a natural <laughs> thing. Better dead than Ned. Um, well, I'm not above it. <laughs> I mean, if we got to cash a check, and that's yeah, like, that's right. I'm throwing one. Believe me. Yeah. Suckers Tear, in the boat. Teardrop or cylinder or drop shot? Uh, I do a cylinder one. Mostly. This is the one I use right here. It's kind of an elongated combo, kind of a hybrid. Yeah, that is. Man, you're high tech there. Yeah. This comes to the grass better. And you don't get the – when you're reeling it in, it doesn't, like, spin. Yeah. I like the ones with the, the, the loop on them, too, where you tie it versus the little pinch. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I got the pinch, and then I tie it after the pinch. Yeah. 
I, what I end up doing is like the old pinch one that I end up taking a hook and like opening it up and then just tying it on. So yeah, that's right. Now I've got these that just have a little loop swivel on them, little loop. Yep. Just tie them a little easier. Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Benny's weighing in on his drops. Yeah, I mean, some of that stuff, there are applications where, I mean, I think kind of a cylinder or elongated teardrop is kind of the best all around. But if you really want to get technical, you can carry multiple styles and some of them do better in certain applications. But uh, catching up on the chat. Oh, yeah. So let's, uh, I mean, we're an hour and change yeah. in so yeah if people got questions let's run through them rapid fire otherwise we don't need to linger on all night all right chad's got family to kick with and and, and coors yeah. light to finish and coors lights don't drink themselves right so they don't someone's gonna do it <laughs> uh the best shape for rocks and zebra mussels uh, zebra mussels don't care <laughs> yeah. yeah zebra mussels don't give no whatever you got that's <laughs> yeah. gonna eat it doesn't matter <laughs> lead lead is the best answer for zebra mussels <laughs> um cool yeah well uh just a reminder uh arsenal fishing for supporting the stream uh they support chad they support me uh so if you know if you want to support those that support the guys in the industry check them out um if you guys came in late um there will be a replay on youtube and facebook uh, as well as on podcasts. So if you want to search Hellabass, that'll be an option. John, are you a bourbon guy? John wants to know. Uh, yeah, I love bourbon. Uh, yeah. Eagle Rare is my favorite. It's hard to find, but it's really good. Nice. Where's the Eagle River out of? Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. Where is it? It's out of Kentucky. Hmm. So it's a, it's a Kentucky bourbon. So that makes it legit, right? <clears throat> oh, God, yeah. Nice. Um. And like I said, if you liked any of the uh, the Super K jigs that you saw earlier, we show Rich those. Just send me a few of the ones that he doesn't <laughs> like. If I don't lose them all at the river, I'll I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll hand a couple to Eric and he'll hand them off to you. Um, but I got to keep them for my my state tournament. And if I got any left, I'll I'll let you try a couple. And honestly, uh, a surprising number of people have been using the code Hellabass15 to uh, to scoop those up. I was shocked when I heard how many people have been using those. So. People have clearly been liking them. So if you haven't checked them out and you need a good swim jig, right. check those out. Um, cool. Gaff says that the, the Eagle bourbon is delicious. Uh, yes. Okay. Made He's by Buffalo Trace. Gaff is now stealing your swim jigs. Uh, he's probably at the house raiding my basement. Uh, there is a code for Omnia down scrolling right there. But the the hell the super k code you have to go right to their website <clears throat> which is great um they're all handmade i mean these jigs legitimately are hand poured in hand hand tied in wisconsin so it's the i mean if you are one of those guys it's like i want to support u.s brands like i mean maybe not every i mean it's hard to get a hook made in the u.s but just about yeah. everything else <clears throat> is uh is uh done in the u.s so appreciate the super chat sean thanks for stopping in um awesome much appreciated you don't have to do that Daphs is needing some drop shot baits i don't know who he's talking to <clears throat> can't help you there you can just come in my basement and grab some worms i guess yeah yeah 
What's up, Bassmaster Matt? Nice you could join us. Um, anything else we didn't cover? Is there anything else you want to shout out? Anybody else you want uh, to talk about? Uh, Eagle Rare isn't too spendy either. It's about 40 bucks for a fifth. It's pretty good stuff. If you can find it. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No. Anything else you want to think? You just want to hit the can? I think we did it. I think we did a phenomenal job. You nailed it, buddy. Nice. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, good luck at Tonka. Good luck All at right. St. Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, everybody follow along Chad on the tour life. And I think it's Chad Grisby fishing on Instagram yep. and Facebook uh, on uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks for coming on, Chad. We'll awesome. do it again. Uh, Thanks for having maybe, me. Uh, we'll connect and get out on the boat sometime. Heck yeah. Let's do it. All right. As All right always, guys, I'm going to let you go and I'll, I'll sign us out. So you guys. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks for Chad joining in. He clearly had to go uh, literally and figuratively. So, um, yeah. Thanks for joining in, John. Uh, good stuff. Good to see a bunch of regulars in. Some decent numbers tonight. Lots of chat. That's always cool. Um, yeah. If you guys hey, came in late, like I mentioned, the replay will be up. And uh, like I said, next week, probably not a stream. Maybe a Tuesday night, but I'm going to be pre-fishing uh, Green Lake out by Spicer next week, uh, ready for a big tournament. Uh, and then probably the last week of July, there will be a stream and then uh, a week off. So just check out my community page. Uh, I'll post on like my Instagram stories, what's going on. But may not be a stream every week coming up because we got a bunch of tournaments. And honestly, that's uh, what it's all about, right? So obviously... Uh, Maybe like a hangout show from the Bass Nation State Tournament out of Wabasha. Maybe I'll get all the guys together. We'll just put the webcam up and we'll just kind of shoot the breeze. And uh, it probably will be not safe for work. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks everybody that came in late. Uh, happy Wednesday. And uh, as remember, if you guys want to continue to catch more big bass and suck less, make sure you subscribe and check out some more of these videos. Thanks, everybody. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.